0: And welcome to the Marie Manu Cherry Show. We are live here in gorgeous Seattle. Stunning. In fact, we're going to have an amazing weekend. We're going to be in the 70s and creeping to the 80s on whoa! Sunday. Damn. Yeah. So, uh, bikini time for Benny. Oh my wait, gosh, bikini wait, time. wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Just jump the gun there. Hey, no, I'd like to see you in a bikini. <laughs> yeah, that that sounds wouldn't. interesting. I definitely <laughs> would not. Nope, not me. Not my thing. <laughs> but for the rest of you who do like bikinis, I guess we're hey. getting close to bikini weather <laughs> and maybe we'll get to see Benny in a bikini. Nope, I don't know. No, nope, it's not nope, going to happen. Nope, no, okay. Yeah pay okay, right. or do something yeah
1: <laughs>
2: free food or something free food? i don't oh, know we can
0: arrange that I'm That sure, can happen. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> i'll
2: let you know when it's over oh that's
0: lovely <laughs> it's been a while since i've been behind the mic i've mm-hmm. been very busy doing fun and wonderful things and so we've been playing some shows from our past and we just thank everyone for listening to those and for also being present and listening to this and as always we thank our callers and uh, the people who call in and ask questions because remember you're asking questions I know it's a very curious and also courageous experience but you're asking questions that a lot of people want to ask but maybe they don't feel as confident or they can't get through the phone line we don't know which one is happening for them but we just thank you very very much for doing that um, I just want to put a little shout out to the Edgar Casey Foundation I had an amazing and wonderful time in Seabec a few weekends ago. It was lovely. I think that Edgar Casey people are my people. I'm not kidding. It was amazing. And Don Fulton did a wonderful job presenting Edgar Casey material about remedies. Um, Justine and I attended that talk, and it was amazing. Did you know that Nicholas Tesla and Edgar Cayce actually had a conversation together? And one of the products, and probably a few, but one of the products that Edgar Cayce uses for a remedy that actually can potentially help things like cancers or tuberculosis back in the day, um, uh, Nicholas Tesla helped him to design it. So pretty amazing information. Impressive, yeah. Yeah, Edgar Cayce was... um, only educated uh, up until the eighth grade, but he was a channeler. And he was probably one of our first medical intuitives in documented time that we know of. And he would take a nap after receiving very little information about a patient, sometimes sent to him by a physician. And then he would wake up with all this information that was extremely helpful. So they have like 14,000 documented cases of, of healings that he did. And so channeling, to me, is a really cool and amazing experience. In fact, we get to talk to a channeler today on the show, which is, I I think, really cool and unusual. I don't think there are that many channelers on the planet personally. That's just not something that I think that many people can do well or for long periods of time. It takes a lot of energy, and, and you have to learn to be able to maintain your own existence and your own you know, human energy system comfortably while you also let go and have a profound, you know, vulnerable experience allowing entities of high frequency and high vibration souls or guides or whatever terminology you want to use to come into your being and enlighten you with information. So today um, we get the pleasure and the honor of interviewing um, the author of the book of Mastery and it's Paul Selig. He has um, authored many books, by the way. I think this is his fourth book. Um, Paul lives in New York, and um, this is a, a going to be a trilogy. So this is the first of three books. So it's quite amazing. Um, and He's a celebrated channeler and has revealed this book just recently. Um, we are often allowing our concept of happiness to you know, kind of eclipse the true desires of our inner self. And this first installment of this widely anticipated mastery trilogy – Selig imparts practical guidance from nine benevolent guides through clairvoyant dictation. These unseen intellects provide surprisingly practical, otherworldly insights to help readers achieve fulfillment and peace by setting healthy boundaries, making life-altering decisions, and embracing the challenging, the challenges that people have in our daily lives. What I also love, right before I have Paul come on the air, I love on the back of the book, he already gives you an exercise. Now this exercise is extremely important. A lot of people, I think, you know, have challenges with this exercise. Um, and of course, um, Paul and his guides believe that when you start reading this book, you're going to start having transformations right away, just from the language that's written and the way it's presented. So this exercise is really lovely. Um, it's it's where you begin to allow everything that's happened to you, whatever it was. That it's good, that it's amazing, that it's profound, beautiful, that your soul has called it in to help you to grow and evolve and have amazing experiences, which I completely agree with. Um, In fact, I think it changes an entire experience when you recognize, especially even when you think something that has bad that is happening to you shouldn't be happening when you start to embrace it as an opportunity for growth and evolution and consciousness and joy even. Um, That is transformation. So welcome to the show, Paul.
3: Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, it's lovely to have you. And uh, New York's doing well. I think it's a little warm there today, isn't it?
3: You know, I haven't been out yet. I've been at the computer, so (laughs) it it looks pretty out the window. I'll say
0: that. (laughs) That's really lovely. So, um, and and I know that you uh, have also taught around the country as well, um, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, And uh, and that's actually teaching workshops now in spirituality and consciousness Mm -hmm. and channeling Mm -hmm. and doing Mm -hmm. readings. So when did this all happen to you? I believe it was in the 80s where you had... An awakening experience
3: I had an experience in in 1987 of energy I don't really know how to describe it sometimes I think maybe I was I was just hyperventilating but people (laughs) said it sounded a bit like a a spontaneous Kundalini awakening or a Shaktipat I guess there are all these names for these things but I had gone up to the roof of my building um, on the night of this event people were calling the harmonic convergence and I had been told people were going to be waking up that was the rumor and the buzz And I was very new to spirituality. I had come to it really because my life had stopped working in the way that I thought it was supposed to. And this was after having had some significant achievements at a very, very young age. And I suddenly realized I wasn't doing it in the way that I thought it was supposed to. So I asked to be woken up, you know, and I was trying to teach myself to meditate. And I had this experience of energy moving through my body. And then I started seeing little lights around people shortly thereafter, and, um, and that really prompted me. I think there were a number of things happening all at once right around that period that was, uh, you know, really a rerouting of my life and an awakening to, to spirit. Um, so that was the beginning of it, but, but sort of the things that I do now are the abilities that seem to, to have presented themselves, you know, through me have really arrived incrementally over the years. Initially, in a surprising way, in my, my early 30s when I was first studying energy healing, which is sort of what allowed for audience and clairsentience. So I didn't even know what they were until I was experiencing them to happen. And then the channeling, you know, once the foundation was set with the other works, began to, to come forth in the way that it is now. Mm-hmm. It's been a long journey, actually.
0: Right, right. I know it it kind of seems like when it's happening to you, it it feels like it happens all at once because the experiences are Mm -hmm. so profound and Mm -hmm. um, they seem so unworldly um, or Mm -hmm. out of this world um, that they they take your breath away. I mean, they're very powerful Mm -hmm. and beautiful, but Mm -hmm. really there is a a time unraveling that occurs. But yes, you have an impressive history where you are a Yale educated playwright. And and yeah. so it was that part of your life that wasn't working very well?
3: You know, I, I was about a year out of Yale. Mm-hmm. I was uh, sort of this rock and roll playwright kid. I had, you know, platinum blonde hair. I was getting my picture in interview magazine and, you know, reviews in the New York Times. And things were, were happening the way that they were supposed to. But I wasn't okay. And it was very apparent that I wasn't okay. And, um, you know, I started to wake up to something else. It was a a really interesting period. You know, you think you have a life that's supposed to work in a certain way, and suddenly you realize it's not working the way it was supposed to. And in my case, I I think out of sheer necessity, I began to look for something more. Mm -hmm. It wasn't. But I was looking for a spiritual life. I'd actually been raised something of an atheist. But, Mm -hmm. you know, I had begun praying at this time in my life, really for the first time, Mm -hmm. And I didn't even know why I was doing it. But I ended up hearing a voice, which was the very first clear audience experience, telling me to get my act together and how to do it. (laughs) And that's what sort of, you know, startled me enough to make some changes. And then everything else sort of began to follow suit.
0: And so do you typically, um, because it says here in in your work that that there are nine entities that are guides. That's just
3: odd. Pub- uh-huh. Publicity release, and there is a place <laughs> in the new book uh-huh. where the guides were getting impatient with me because I was really resistant to the information that was coming through
1: uh-huh.
3: and really blocking a bit. And they sort of said, in their words, I don't remember the exact paragraph, but it's something to the effect of listen, there are nine of us here today trying to work on this. <laughs> and I think the publicist said nine. And, you know, my experience isn't of nine, my experience is of one energy. Wow. And a couple of sort of one one energy that can present itself in slightly different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's always been a collective energy that works through me with the teaching. I mean, my guides are teachers. Right. When I was first opening up, um, I was having one kind of experience of of what I would now call channeling. And it's vastly different now as I feel my energy system has been sort of you know, supported and calibrated kind of work. Yeah. yeah the calibration so, so. Yeah, yeah.
0: has to occur, you know, and, and, and get formulated and, and then settled and then we can do more. We can have more experiences. Yeah, exactly yeah. Right. Right. So I, I love this idea where you um, were like, a lack of a better word, you know, kind of disagreeing or arguing with your spirit mm. guides, yeah. <laughs> because I think this is kind of the, you know, one of the dilemmas we have in, in the, our human world where our our intellect comes in. And and, and you were fortunate enough, of course, um, to recognize that there was an entity there or guides, beings who are talking to you. I mean, for you, you were clear about that. That's absolutely Mm -hmm. happening. And after a while, they got you to, you know, they they said it enough ways in different ways, because that's many times what humans need is to have it experienced Mm -hmm. in multiple ways for you to go, okay, and then you were able to take, I'm assuming steps towards, um, to where you are today, which is quite amazing. So I was curious, what are some of the, um, perhaps suggestions you, you have for our listening audience on how to get to that place where you start to believe in what you're experiencing and and granted, not very many people are going to have that loud voice that they can hear on a regular basis that they know is not their mind, but you know, um, the experience that you have. Um, theirs are going to be a lot more subtle, typically, um, and, and it's, it makes them feel like they can't trust it. So do you have some <clears throat> advice about that, about how they could trust that? I think
3: asking is very important, and I think learning to sort of differentiate what's the personality self and what's, wish, what's wishful thinking mm. um, is important. I also think it's very, very important when people are starting to open up psychically not to be honoring Voices that are either teaching fear or espousing fear and the equally important that are, I think it's very important to be kind of aware and, and, and watchful of, of any voice that sort of says you're hugely important and grand, if yeah, any right. grandiose claims that are going to really appeal to the ego because I think those things can be misleading. Right. You know, when I started opening up, I wasn't intending to. And I'm somebody that didn't even necessarily believe all that much in channeling. I thought it was kind of hokey. Mm
1: -hmm. I
3: had read half a Seth book when I was in graduate school. And I actually think it had a very large effect on me without even my knowing it. But it was at a time in my life when I wasn't looking. It happened to be on the bedside table or I picked it up in a used bookstore or something. And, you know, but that was really the extent of my interest and, um so when I was studying energy healing, I, found, I was actually invited to volunteer at a place that was providing services um, for people with life-challenging illness. It was New York City in the early 90s, and it was the height of the AIDS epidemic, and my friends were, were dying all over the place, and this was something that I could do. And um, I found that when I had my hands on people, I started to hear things for them, and that's really how it began. So I my my work as a as a clairsentient was always in service of something else. It mm-hmm. wasn't about oh goody, I get to access information. Right. I, I you know, sometimes people say to me, you know, I really want to be a channel and I go, Why the hell would you want right. to do this? <laughs> you know, because right. really channeling as I do it, it is as you described the reduction it's it's enormously physical. Enormously. It's a real big physical physical experience for right. me. Right. But it's also taking dictation, you know, when it's done truly, and that's how I do it. I'm literally hearing phrase and phrase and phrase and phrase, one after another, that I'm repeating. Now, when I channel directly, there's no repetition, but it's the same thing. It is, I'm becoming the vehicle for this other expression. Right. And I'm receded for it, so I'm not benefiting at the same level, I think. I mean, on a certain level, I'm benefiting enormously because my energy system is being used in support of this, and I get to progress along with it. Up to a point, I still have free will, but I'm not able to be in the same kind of discernment that I might be as a student. I do interrupt when I hear something that I I question, or I'm not quite able to understand and that's the relationship that i have with the guides now i always say it's kind of like i'm climbing into the back seat of the car <laughs> and reading a magazine and letting them drive yeah. but if i hear something that's kind of throws me i lean over and i say hey what are you talking about here you know i don't mm-hmm. understand this mm-hmm. and then they have to unpack it but you know they're writing books through me so i think the first thing to say to somebody who's interested in this is you have to ask I really think it's very important that people understand that, you know, free will is ours. And my guides don't tell me what to do unless no. I say this is a good time to cross the street. <laughs> they might say not wise, but if I want to walk into traffic, they're going to let me. Absolutely. You know, I can do what I want. Mm-hmm. But, and, it's, and the fact that it really is a collaboration, which is a really interesting concept for me still.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: But I don't feel that the guides can work in the way that they do without my agreement, to be used because they're sort of usurping my memory banks and my vocabulary, even though they often move beyond it into words that I'm not quite sure of, or they're sometimes archaic. I think I was at Esalen channeling about a month ago, and they used the word larder. And I thought, what the hell is a larder? You know, and I guess it's a place where you put lard in the kitchen, you know, back (laughs) in some other time in Britain. But, you know... Other than that, we're it's it's, it's a collaboration with, 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 with a guide. And I think the big thing people have to ask themselves first is why do they want to do it?
1: Mm. You
3: know, why? What is the why? Mm. Um, I began to do this because it began to happen. And my agreement with the guides has always been that I would show up for the work,
1: right.
3: whatever the work is, and that they've met me there at that level of agreement. You know, if I show up for a dictation session for a book, they're going to deliver it if I show up before 100, 200 people without any idea what's going to come out of my mouth. They know, which is really right. fortunate because otherwise we don't go home.
0: <laughs> well, and wouldn't you say that that you know? Because I believe one of our greatest purposes in life is to be in joy, and mm-hmm. and that's why not everyone's a channeler, or not everyone's mm-hmm. a pianist or a mm-hmm. dietitian and and that getting to know ourselves, which is a big part of what your book is about getting to really know the authentic self so that we can identify what truly brings us joy. And what you didn't know is that, you know, being a spiritualist, if you will, you know, kind of an old term brings you joy you know? And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I see that you're not completely convinced, Paul, but I, I think it does bring you happiness. Yeah. I think it does.
3: I think, it does. Yeah. I think, you know, I have to be clear at times that the areas in my life that are causing me frustration right. aren't necessarily directly related to the work I do, which is exciting to me. But, you know, I was a college teacher for more than a quarter of a century. I was in the faculty at NYU and I loved it. Mm-hmm. I loved teaching college. Mm-hmm. It was a great loving thing for me. Mm-hmm. It was a very grounding thing mm-hmm. for me. And I let go of that in the last year and another academic position that I'd had almost equally as long um, because this work and its demands were such. So, you know, it's a very interesting way to be. I, I channeled last night and the guys were really teaching about you know releasing expectation and even outlines of how things are supposed to be to really yeah. fully be in the immediate now and in right. the unknown which is where they say alchemy really happens out of our prescriptions. yeah well, yeah have, so joy yeah it's it's there
0: <laughs> i think joy too it, it it's a constant transformation if we're allowing ourselves to grow you know, Mm. being a professor for all the years that you were, which I'm sure your students were thrilled and excited and delighted. And it was this amazing exchange, but you've changed and and you are still teaching just in a different way. I I used to be a nurse Uh and and I loved it. I I miss putting in IVs. I miss, Mm -hmm. you know, arguing with doctors occasionally. I I miss holding people at the bedside. I I miss that part, but I do nursing in a different way. And it is just as fulfilling, maybe more so because it reaches that higher level of consciousness that I'm able to participate in more freely in in the work I do now and in the work you do. I'm having the pleasure of interviewing the author of the Book of Masteries, the first of three parts, Um, lovely channeler um, Paul Selig, and we will be right back.
2: Hey Seattle, sidekick and cosmic coach Dougal Frazier will be here soon. Join Dougal on May 13th at the East West Bookshop for a night of readings, insight, and so much more. Dougal will also host a workshop the following day guiding you in the power of manifesting. You don't want to miss these powerful events. Dougal will guide you in following your own intuition and living the life of your dreams. For more information, go to eastwestbookshop.com. That's eastwestbookshop.com.
4: Ignite your connection to spirit in Southern Spain, September 18th through the 23rd. Join Marie for a six-day retreat at the beautiful Hidden Paradise Center located in lush Las Alpujarras between the Sierra Nevada mountains and the Mediterranean coastline. During this retreat, you will learn practical and fun techniques to separate mental chatter from intuitive and spiritual guidance. You will receive feedback and support during group gatherings and as Marie communicates with your spirit guide. Discover the messages that the universe is sending your way and build confidence to follow your intuition and manifest the life of your dreams. You will also be able to connect with a group of like-minded individuals far away from your busy everyday life. For more information, please visit energyintuitive.com magnetize your destiny with Affirm Your Worth cards created by intuitive self-healing author Marie Manuccieri these 50 cards build confidence and self-worth so you may magnetize a life on purpose within weeks most people happily report surprising results visit energyintuitive.com to receive this life-changing tool
3: don't forget this is Alternative Talk 1150 AM
0: And welcome back to the Marie Manu Cherry Show. We are live here in gorgeous Seattle. Now, every time we say it's gorgeous Seattle, we want you to visit... But maybe not move here just because it's getting kind of crowded. Uh, just a little bit. Just a little. I think we're now
2: fifth on the most attracted city, I believe. Wow. It's close. It's, yeah, it's really close, right? Yeah. momentum. It's like, yeah. my house might be for sale here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Are you be, thinking of selling no, really? No, 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 no. no.
2: I'm going to hold out for
0: a little bit. Okay, he's going to hold out for a little There's bit. There's such a low
2: inventory. That's oh, the thing. Oh, it's extremely yeah. low.
0: Yeah, it's extremely low. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and of course, some of our nature is disappearing. I had five deer. Yeah. my side yard the other night i was at my kids gave me binoculars for my birthday so i'm out there with my binoculars looking at five gorgeous beautiful deer and and, i knew
2: someone was looking at me
0: (laughs) (laughs) well actually you know they have a very keen sense of awareness obviously right Mm -hmm. yeah they're staring at me at least that was my impression what are you doing and of course they're slow wanderers as they're grazing and so i get to watch them for Mm -hmm. like 45 minutes, you know, <laughs> through all the windows in the house, and it was just amazing and lovely. Of course, there was a coyote in my yard, Ooh. like, a couple weeks before. I've seen five co- I don't know how many coyotes I've seen in my yard, but, uh, you know, the number's risen. Enough Enough. To say, go but over there. It, <laughs> uh, actually, I just love all of nature. Yeah. I think they're adorable. So it was this That's juvenile different. coyote, gray, gorgeous, sitting, you know, in my backyard, actually, well, standing there, looking into this little ravine area, and my client, I was working, and I looked out the window, and I saw this lovely coyote, and my client... I had a client on the table. She'd never seen a coyote. So she sits up and we're hmm. out the window staring at this. He never recognized we were there. <laughs> he's not like the deer because he's more of a predator. So he wasn't as as scared. Yeah. So at any rate, <laughs> we went off topic just a tad there. <laughs> um, I have the pleasure of talking with Paul Selig. He's the author of The Book of Mastery. And it's a trilogy. This is book number one. So, Paul, are you working on book number two right now?
3: I finished channeling it last Wednesday. <gasps> really? So it was the- Three week No, it's actually about a four week process. Oh, you are of, fast. Of that book. Just, you know, I just sit in a chair and I close my eyes, and, and, and the recordings are the books, and then there's somebody who's very wonderful who's transcribing them. So at least this book was the first one that I had a transcriptionist on. It was a joy. But uh, yeah, it's fast. It's a you, very fast process.
0: Congratulations! That is amazing. It takes me Thank years you. to write a book, <laughs> just uh, years. Well, congratulations! That's wonderful. And you will be in Massachusetts this coming weekend teaching a workshop, correct?
3: Uh huh. I'll be at the Kripala Center in Stockbridge, Mass, um, this coming weekend. It's wonderful. Um, mm-hmm.
0: Great. Um, And so in this book, there are there's documenting of 27 supernatural channeling sessions, the book of mastery, where um, readers are having an unprecedented journey of self development. As the guides themselves put it, we will tell you this, no one has read these books. Who was left unchanged, which is really a beautiful and gorgeous um, statement. Uh, Stunning. We're going to go ahead and um, listen to a caller and see what their question might be. Yeah.
2: And once we uh, finish up with one caller, you're welcome to join us. 877-825-8828 is the number. We'll start things off with Steph calling in from Montana. How is Big Sky Country?
5: Uh Oh. it is a little overcast today
0: tonight. Nice. Good, good. <laughs> to hear. I think we traded weather then, Steph. Yeah. You know, you got the overcast; we got the sun. So, you'll thank our, you. you know, you'll get ours in
1: about eighteen yeah. hours.
0: <laughs>
5: so, what well, can we? Wanna, yes, please. Well, I wanted to thank you for taking my call, and Paul, I'm so excited I'm getting to see you. I'm hoping I'm moving down near Sedona uh, this year, but I'm either way. I have tickets for your. Um, October, the beginning of October, down there. Yeah, he said, "Cool."
0: Yeah, yeah great.
5: Yeah, and uh, what I am just kind of new and opening up and to all of this, and I'm so excited about it. And I, I just wondered um, what could help me open up more.
3: What would help? I'm sorry, I missed the last part.
5: Uh, what would help? Me to open up more. I think when you were saying you said something about yeah. um, expecting
3: somebody. Well, I think you have to realize that you have the right to it. I think that's the big one, you know I think we have to realize that these are that we all have innate ability um, and you know we need to claim it. I mean I was a college teacher, I was sort of an unlikely person to be doing what I'm doing. but you know I have this nice assistant these days who was, used to be a ball player. And he came with me to the Esalen workshop, and he opened up as a clairvoyant. He couldn't believe it, but suddenly he's seeing energy fields. So the idea <coughs> that this is part of who we are, I think, is usually important, because then we can claim it as, as our inheritance, you know, the ability to know and the ability to see and to hear. I mean, there are, I think some of us come with innate capacity. I think other people can develop, but I think as long as we think, that it's something that can't be had or is had by those who are special. So I think we have to get rid of the idea of specialness here. Um, We don't really claim what's already present and available.
0: Right. I, I think that's absolutely gorgeous. I think we're all special. Um, every single one of us. So you're saying, in essence, to ask more like that would be a great suggestion for staff is to, you know, to ask, to receive yeah, ask more. And receive. Mm-hmm. ask and
3: receive, ask and receive, ask and claim the right. You know, if we ask for something that we don't think that we have the right to, we're not going to we're not going to claim it. You know, I mean, my guides say that we're always ordering off the menu of what we think we're allowed Mm-hmm. You know, and um, there is more to the menu than what we've claimed thus far. And, mm-hmm. and these abilities and this kind of spiritual opening is available.
0: Mm-hmm. Great. Does that, is that the answer to your question, Steph? Does that help?
5: Well, that helps. <laughs> and I, I do have to say I'm reading your book, I Am the Word. And it is uh-huh. amazing. The book does affect you, um, which I appreciate so much, Um yeah, I just thank you. And Marie, thank I love you. your work. I took a Reiki uh, class with you about three, two years ago. Oh, lovely. Thank I you. I love your work. Thank but, you. So that was it. I'm wondering, do I have any chakras that I should open up or work on? Well, I,
0: I did read your energy. Um, you have a lot of leaking going on. So, you know, um, so that's part of it is, is learning to be To feel valuable and precious and deserving and delicious and wonderful and, you know, that whole kissing and falling in love with yourself every single day, I think is extremely important. And when I look at a lot of, you know, um, people who study spirituality or have an interest in it, there's this whole idea about giving to others, which, of course, is extremely important. But we are also part of the others, and it's really important for us to love and adore and cherish every moment of ourselves. Um, I think that helps with the receiving. So, you know. Working on that or asking, maybe. I love the whole idea of asking. That definitely helped me open up is when I asked particular questions. So I think that's a great idea. And and I hope you guys have fun meeting each other in um, in Sedona, I guess, is where you're going to see Paul later on. Yeah. Thank right. you. Thank you. Have a great day in Montana.
2: Thanks, Steph, for calling in. 877-825-8828 is the number for the Marie Cherry Show. 877-825-8828. Take another one.
0: Um, Why don't we just talk for a little bit and then we'll um, go back to the phone lines. I think that's lovely. So, um, I, I loved this idea about, you know, letting ourselves allow like what you said that you The guide said that, you know, we think we have this limited menu Mm -hmm. and, and if perhaps this has to do with our lack of self-worth, you know, feeling that we're not deserving.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, the, the, the third book that they wrote was called the book of knowing and worth. And one of the things they talked about was our, our need to claim the worthiness of a spiritual life and the relationship with the divine. And, you know, some of us come. I mean, I was raised without any religion, but, you know, I I certainly bump into people all the time that are still operating under some belief in original sin or that they're not worthy Mm -hmm. or that they need an intercessor, you know. And and the belief that we can have our own connection to source, I think, is, is hugely important. But in order for us to have that, I think we need to be able to know that we're worthy of it, you know, mm. and this isn't something that needs to be earned. It's really who and what we are, you know, mm. and that that's the part of us that is accessible, the aspect of us that is the divine self that can be in consort with all this other stuff that we say that we want. It's here.
0: So how do you go about, you know, doing that or recommending? How do, how do you help others or yourself to feel worthy and deserving and valuable? <sighs>
3: you know it's a ch- it's, i mean for me i'm not always the best student of my guy's work <laughs> and it's a challenge for me truthfully and i've mm-hmm. often said that my my biggest problem with the channeling is that i'm the channel you know and when i experience a discrepancy in my own life and the teaching i'm i'm highly aware of it the whole idea of worth and i've i've i'm a slow learner but i've gotten it in a lot of ways i mean for example you know, the first thing is claiming, I have to claim that I have the right to it.
1: Mm-hmm. If it
3: you know, my guides sometimes say, you know, I mean, you know, but we're all, imagine you're floating on your belly in, in a sea and everything, on a raft in the sea, and everything exists within that sea, everything that can be imagined. But you really have to claim it. You have to sort of call the current to you. And, you know, once you realize that you're all part of this vastness, It's a lot easier. But when I operate like, well, I know what I am and who I think I am and what I want is way over there, Mm. or what would bring me joy is over there and out of reach, I'm essentially denying that. I'm denying my own availability to it. So I use the claims that the guides work with. And, you know, a really simple one is, you know, I know who I am, I know what I am, I know how I serve, Mm. which they say is the true self or the divine self sort of claiming its alignment. I know who I am as an aspect of the Creator, I know what I am in form as this thing, and how I serve, or how we all serve, is how we're most fully realized as that, and at that level we can begin to claim, because you see, the true self knows its own worth. The personality self is the one that's sort of moored in, in, in a narrative about history, that my guide say actually isn't even true. I mean, exactly, it's not in your history. You it's, know, all, it's
0: just what just, you think, right? It's just all perception, and most of yeah. it is based in fear. And so, how yeah. could it possibly be even close to the truth? I, yes. I I love what you said about. I, I think that's an endearing quality, Paul, about what you said about you know that sometimes the channel of information is challenging for you. I I think that's mm. beautiful and wonderful, and I think that's true for most people who are um, helping others to have self actualization or whatnot. Um, I, I think that if they say that it's not that they're not maybe being completely honest, because otherwise, I don't think we would probably be in this human experience, you know, okay. having things come up to us that scare the crap out of us. I don't know if I can say that word on there um, and uh, and help us to learn to appreciate and value those situations and to heighten our frequencies and and uh, move through life. So I, th- I think that's one of the when you were speaking that I could just see how so many people are attracted to you um, because of that, like they feel safe with you. And um, that, that's one of, I, mean, I know there's many reasons why people you know, are drawn to you, but that is something that um, brings them peace and tranquility and, and gives them hope for their own self. So that's really lovely. I'm so glad that you well, said you. that. You know,
3: I, I don't claim to be a spiritual teacher and I don't want to be a guru, you know, <laughs> and I'm, I'm the guy that shows up for this work right. sometimes in spite of himself, you know, um, and I'm learning through it too. So, you know, I can only show up as I am. You know, yeah, I think, you know, that's
0: that's it. It's really gorgeous. We're going to go ahead and um take one call before our break. Yeah, we're going to take another caller and then we'll take a break. So, who do we have, Benny?
2: Sure, we can do that. If you'd like to join us, 877 825 8828 is the number. Sasha from Kirkland, welcome to the show. Hi,
0: thank you for taking my call. Sure, Sasha. What can um, Paul do for you, Marie? First of all, I want to say that it's amazing synchronicity.
6: I actually was calling for general reading uh-huh. because I started reading a book of Paul, of Paul and right. I am through the middle of book of Love and Creation, uh-huh. and I was calling you guys without knowing that Paul will be on the show. Oh, it's that's great. Synchronicity, I can't believe it.
0: Yeah, we can't hear you very you well. Come so, back to the phone, yeah, here, Sasha. Yeah, stay, hang out by with us the <laughs> But I think you said that you've you've been reading one of Paul's books. Mm-hmm. You didn't know he was going to be on the air mm-hmm. today, so how exciting is that? And and I know you you want a reading. That's what you said. But you're I see the question because I get a reader board that shows me of the original question. People usually change their questions three or four times before they come in the air, which is adorable. But um, you, you wanted to know that if you're on the right track, and I think that is an amazing question. I think a lot of people have that question, and I would love to hear what Paul has to say about that. So, you know, Paul, what do you, what do you say to someone when they say, am I on the right track?
3: Well, I, I, you know, it depends on who, who I'm speaking to. You know, <laughs> if somebody's, you know, you know, selling drugs out of their garage, I might say, you know, you're not on the right track and there are better ways to live your life and make a living. But if I tune into Sasha, I can see what I can get. I mean, when I, when I tune in, I, I actually get a level of sort of anxiety mm-hmm. and, and frankly, a bit of a fear of choosing. But I do want to say that what you're still capable of doing is calling things to you. And once you realize that you can do that without the anxiety, you actually begin to flow pretty, pretty well. And then the nice thing is when I tune into the path, you know, you're going forward. And it's not a straight line. It's a little more interesting than that. It's a little bit of a a crooked line, which means there's things to see along the sides of the road. So are you on the right path for you? Yes. I would say for you, yes. You know, I would say we can only be where we are, first and foremost. And I don't know that there are wrong paths. I think that we can learn through every experience. I, If my life had gone the way that I thought my life was supposed to go, I wouldn't be here right now talking with Maria. It just wouldn't be happening. You know what I mean? I would be living a very, very different life, and I think... Everything that I went through is what's taken me to to this moment in time, and that's the same. The same thing is true for you.
0: Yeah, I, I, I that was absolutely lovely. Uh, so I think you're basically you just embrace the moment because that's really how the path unfolds. It's it's where your consciousness expands when you can embrace that moment, it, allow that anxiety that you noted um, from Sasha to you know relax, yeah. so that she can have a bird's eye view of her magnificence. Yeah, yeah wow, mm-hmm. lovely. Okay, thank you, Sasha, for calling into the show. I I think that was, you know, obviously fabulous advice. And we're going to take a break here on the Marie Menu Cherry Show. We will be right back.
2: Take out of your waist. In the pristine setting of Sun Valley, Idaho, May 27th through the 30th, the Sun Valley Wellness Festival features the top speakers, visionaries, and practitioners addressing diverse aspects in the fields of mind, body, spirit, and environmental wellness. Featuring keynote speaker Jewel, Marianne Williamson, MC Yogi, and over 30 speakers, including Marie Manucherry. For more information, visit sunvalleywellness.com. That's sunvalleywellness.com.
4: For all the children that we've fostered. Your hope is that the time they spend in your home will be transformative to teach them that that they are valuable.
3: Over 8,000 children in Washington are currently in foster care, resulting in a critical need for families that can provide safe, loving homes for youth who have experienced abuse and neglect.
4: I would love to just erase those things from Mm. his mind. I would love for him to not be afraid.
3: Fostering Together is dedicated to helping ensure that every child has a safe place to call home fostering together provides assistance through the fostering licensing process providing support and information to potential foster parents and also offering free liaison services and support to current caregivers call 866-958-KIDS online at fosteringtogether.org
4: what we do can change people's lives
3: fostering together our community our children fostering together is a program of olivecrest
4: intuitive.com
5: what's your passion maybe you want to help people
3: or maybe you have a special passion for making our planet a better place
6: bring your special passion to our airwaves
3: It's time your voice is heard. To learn just how affordable it is to join our family of broadcasters, log on to 1150kknw.com and click on the Be A Star tab. A whole whole new new world
1: world awaits you.
3: Open your ears. Open your heart. Open your mind. Alternative Talk, 1150 AM.
1: Say what you need to say. Say what you need to say.
0: And welcome back to the Marie Manu Cherry Show. We are live here in gorgeous Seattle. And I just want to let you know that my next um, traveling piece will be to Sun Valley, Idaho, to the Sun Valley Wellness Festival. I'll be doing a talk on the power of vibration and um, well, actually a talk on anatomy of energy medicine and then a workshop on the power of vibration. Then I'll be um, here back in Seattle teaching a class on mystic career development. That's August 12th through the 14th. And we're going to have yoga during that time, too, every day, uh, Saturday and Sunday for about 45 minutes should be really fun. I think that movement, when you're learning things about consciousness, helps you to take it deeper into yourselves and create like more of a permanent rooting of awareness. Uh, I think it's very helpful. And then, of course, we have the Spain retreat coming up in uh, mid-September, 18th through the 23rd. Um, uh, you definitely want to do that. We have some tree houses left. Um, and, of course, there's no more single housing uh, available at the gorgeous Hidden Paradise Retreat in the hills of Spain. Um, but we have lots of other cool, fun places where you can hang out. We will have yoga daily there as well and many other things. You can go to energyintuitive.com and find out what's going on. But meanwhile, here um, in the studio, we have the pleasure of interviewing Paul Segwig. He is oh, Selig. Thank you, Sally. Yeah, he you. is the author of The Book of Mastery. It's the first of, of three. He's also the author of many other books, too, as well, Paul. This is your fourth mm-hmm. book, I think?
3: The book of Mastery was my fourth book.
0: That's yeah. right. Amazing. Uh-huh. And Okay, I love your writing style. Yeah, keep them coming. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> no, you know. Don't stop. Keep them I, coming. Uh, yeah.
3: <laughs> I, there's not an ounce of writing involved. It's all verbal dictation.
0: Uh, what and, a and gift. The, and, the,
3: and the manuscripts are unedited. I mean, it really, they're <laughs> not even correct it it's exactly as it comes
0: forward that is so. amazing congratulations what an incredible experience and gift for you and for everyone how beautiful and not to have it altered or edited in any way no wonder it's so transformative for individuals that's just fantastic wonderful um why don't we go ahead and answer um a caller's question sure uh, uh, it's
2: 877-825-8828 if you'd like to join us on the marie manu cherry show iona from des moines uh, is it des moines washington or des moines iowa uh, Washington. There you go. There All go. right. Local. Yeah. Law.
5: So what's up? Well, what did the reader
0: board say? <laughs> oh, it just it says, says <laughs> Des Moines, so that's
2: why. I, Actually,
0: I asked. Uh, no. That there is there is something there. It says, um, left my old. Question? It said you left your old life. You have a new life now, and are you going in the right direction? Kind of the same thing thank that you, the. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> but you know, you get to ask whatever question you want when you come on the air. So, um, what's your question? I'm sure Paul will have wonderful insight for you.
6: On and you know everybody's question has been part of my own, and I've so appreciated that. Um, yeah, that's still the same question. Okay. Yeah. I uh, jumped off the cliff.
3: What's your, what's your first name again, please? Iona. Iona. Uh-huh. Well, you know, I when I get you when I tune into you. You come through actually, sort of poking, scolding somebody, and, and there's sort of a bit of a, a, little bit of an accusatory finger, and a sort of a need to be right, a need to sort of claim the self as right. And usually, the first thing that I get is just sort of what is the landscape that somebody's operating in right now. So I'm going to see what this means in relation to your question. I don't have to be right. What I actually hear for you is that the big now is, I don't have to be right. I don't have to be be right. And the idea of not having to be right for you actually clears the path for you and allows you to begin to sort of move forward frankly very, very clearly. Mm -hmm. Um, I actually hear it's about letting go of any need for battle is actually what allows for this because I think that that's going to be a huge relief. So that's just how I get you when I tune in. Okay.
1: Wow.
6: I believe that was the life I was behind me now.
0: Uh Uh-huh. It could well be.
3: But I would say that if I'm tuning into it now, it's still something that's being acted on or one is in relation with. So let me just see if there's anything about that, yes and no. They're saying yes and no, the investment in the battle is still there. I actually hear from the guys that the investment in the battle is still there, even when the battle's not present. Now, And they're saying what you need to do now is rely on the subject way, is rely on the self in a different way. I hear let yourself be called forward, because you will be, because you will be, when you decide be. When you decide what things should be and how they should look and how they should look over the vision, they're saying you operate in limitation, replicate your history. You replicate your history. You call, you call into being what you think should be there, what you think you should be there, and that's always referencing, past creation. And that's always referencing a past creation. A gift life for you. They're saying that the gift of this life for you is to, present now, is to be fully present now as the one who can claim it as the one who can claim it. And the ease of what can happen. I hear in the ease that this can happen with is yours is yours? When you realize that there is nothing to fight, period. And they're saying, period.
0: Yeah. Wow. So. so yeah. Like. Just.
6: So, you know. <laughs> I, I. Yeah thank you
0: thank you yeah you were so blessed because Paul just did you know his his channeling experience that we all got to hear and listen to so thank you yeah, very much yeah. Paul i know that you're working well, a lot so thank you very much and sure. and it was just beautiful uh, really gorgeous and so uh, i would invest in everything that he just said because i think that is part of the human condition how do we get out of the war that we have inside of ourselves how do we get out of that intellectual processing you know, that I'm right, they're wrong, I got to prove that I'm right. And all, all of these things that happen to us, you know, how do we recognize it? And how do we choose to let it go? I, I, that was beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like you're starting that but to, to just keep or that you're in the middle of it for yourself or in your perception, maybe through it more significantly, but that that's still something that needs to be really looked at. Sounds like there's more to do. Or not <laughs> maybe less to do and more just being mm-hmm. that was really lovely thank you so much for calling yeah I think that is um, I, I think that uh, that the challenge for many of us is you know how do we stop that kind of automatic pilot that's mm-hmm. running into the room you know before we even get oh. a chance to sit down and relax and it's yeah. it's just going crazy in a way, and it's all fear-based, and, and, mm-hmm. and we lose ourselves so deeply in those moments, and then it's so hard to get back to the self, you know? it's Yeah,
3: I mean, it's, they've been teaching this stuff a <laughs> lot now, recently, through, really recently through me, and they're really talking about the real challenge for many of us is, is claiming who we truly are at a higher level of consciousness and vibration when all of the creations of our life were, were, were made at another time. So we're sort of seeing sort of the outpicturing of all of our old choices. Many and much of it may be fear-based or in agreement to who we thought we were supposed to be. And then how do we begin to attend to a life that's not about replicating the old when we're still looking at the old? And they say, you know, well, and it's a funny teaching. They've been saying it a lot lately, this idea that we're we're sort of dining out on yesterday's meal. <laughs> we expect what we've had, so we get it. You know, as opposed to, and and it's really that lens of history, and this is what things are supposed to be because they've been this way, that asks us to perpetuate the old, even when the old isn't necessarily working very well.
0: Mm. I love that whole idea of dining out um, because it didn't look appetizing in my mind when mm. I was seeing an image from your yeah. words. It didn't look good; like there were <laughs> flies on. Macaroni exactly and cheese. Right. Yeah. You know, it did not Got look it. good. It looked terrible.
3: But we do it because it's what we expect, you know, mm-hmm. and and it's just a metaphor for, for continuing to reclaim the older the things that we've outgrown or the things that aren't really serving our our well being anymore. And sometimes it's just a simple way of perceiving.
0: Mm-hmm. And 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 I'm sh- I'm sure. Well, I'd love to hear your opinion, but I think the energy has changed so much on the planet. Which, by the way, I did not mm-hmm. think was going to happen in my lifetime. I really did not. Yeah. But I am thrilled and grateful that it really has. And that's why we can't yes. keep making choices the way we used to, because we're not going to get what we want. It's it's going to be way mm-hmm. harder, and yeah. it's just not going to happen.
3: I agree. You know, the guides that I work with are teaching the vibration of truth now, and that's the new book that they just finished. They're calling it The Book of Truth. Wow. And they're saying that, you know, in truth, a lie cannot be held. So when you start to align to the vibration of truth, which they actually say is happening all around us now, that those things that have been created in fear or that are not in truth really can't hold. And that includes sort of structures and agreements made culturally and in religion and in politics and everything else. I mean, a lot of what we're looking at truthfully are structures that have been in place for thousands of years. That we assume will always be there because they've always been, and that's that same idea of sort of calling the history into the present. But the guys are sort of saying, when you begin to witness these things at the level of truth, even these things need to transform because it's actually happening now across the board.
0: Yeah, it really and is. And I find it hopeful, actually. Very I do. Yeah, I, I'm amazed and surprised and delighted. Um it's pretty it's pretty lovely and at the same time we need to work on helping our energy to be in that space so that we can exactly you know yeah. enjoy this incredible experience the earth is now having you know we're, we're just very very blessed so we have a caller that has a question about the book so why don't uh-huh. we go ahead and go to Katia
2: Sure Katia welcome to the show you're calling in from Kirkland
0: Yes Hello, you have a question about the book for Paul?
6: Yes, I wanted to say thank you to both of you for the amazing things you do for all of us. I, I am so excited that Paul is on the show. I've been Actually, I've been in Marie's uh, workshop a couple of months ago. She talked about you, Paul, and your book. Uh, and that's how I got you. started with them The Word. And mm-hmm. literally, for the last two weeks, I've been living and breathing it. It's Aww. amazing. And the earlier caller, Sasha, is a friend. And so she and I, we have this little book club going where we <laughs> reflect on each other with all the And, you know, when you start working on yourself, all the fears come up to the surface. Mm-hmm. And some of them are so ridiculous. And when you can actually not get triggered, I'm like, really? This, too? I mm-hmm. thought it was done with. Mm-hmm. And some things are actually funny, but when things come, you know, to the surface to be dealt with, to be transmuted into peace and benevolence, I don't do the best job, unfortunately. So... But I'm working on it. So I was just wondering if any of you, because I have such high respect for both
0: of you, of you would have suggestions for it. Oh, so I thought you had a question about the book itself, but um, you just you have a question about yourself, like how One. to. And the book itself, the second book, I wish it was on audible. I can't oh. find it on
3: audible. It is on audible. Actually, that's the book of love and creation. They're all on audio.
6: Oh, oh wonderful! I did. I
3: make, oh, well, you can I only find them
0: on Oh, okay. That's uh, wonderful. But...
3: It could, maybe it is just on CD, but I I did the recording, so it should be out someplace. Oh,
0: that's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Have you noticed, Paul, too, when people are listening to the information versus reading it, have you noticed um, or have you heard from people who have done that, that it affects them more, or is it just depends on the individual?
3: I I don't know that there's a difference. The guides say that the books are are energetic transmissions that Mm -hmm. work directly on the reader and that the language is encoded so that the real book sort of exists beyond the intellectual understanding that one may have. Um, but I I hear from a lot of people that they have an easier time with the audiobooks.
1: And, right. you know, Sounds- and I've
3: heard from people who've had to pull over at the side of the road because yeah. the energy gets so high <laughs> that they just have to sit in, the, sit in the shoulder of the road for a bit and recover.
0: So maybe not the best book to listen while you're driving. You know, <laughs> you know drive carefully, maybe when you park the car before you go into the store, perhaps. Um, and so... Also, I did have a question about the book as well. How did you get a publisher not to edit your book? I I love that. That's amazing. It it is amazing. Uh, You know,
3: when when I am the word was being dictated, and I hadn't planned on this, my guides said, "We have a book to write, and if you take two weeks, we'll do it." And the book was dictated over two and a half weeks. I took a couple of days off. At the end of the book, they said, "I don't think I don't think this was in the book sessions, but it was one of the sessions with." the woman who's been present for all of the channelings, Victoria Nelson. And the guide mm-hmm. said, you know, this book will be published. And they said, it's going to be the first publisher and do not haggle. So <laughs> that's what they said. Small <laughs> metaphysical press,
1: wow. first
3: publisher, don't haggle. And Tarcher Penguin happens to be a small metaphysical press with, with within Penguin Random House. So wow. it was a wonderful place to be situated. But, um, I, the first time I was invited to channel outside of really my apartment was at the Esalen Institute in Big Sur at wow. something called the Center for Theory and Research. And I was channeling in front of some scientists and some academics and, you know, scholars. And and one of the people at the conference was um, Mitch Horowitz, who was the editor-in-chief of Tartar Penguin. And he took the manuscript that had just been printed out really the night before I got on the plane took it home with him and he emailed me from the plane
1: saying this is
3: really interesting and then I was in his office in a week and then the book was on the shelves untouched um, within a few months so it was a real it was really a setup I couldn't be, be happier to be where I am.
0: Thank you so much Paul it was a pleasure to listen to your voice and to be in your energy system and thank you for that story and we thank everyone for listening and calling in and of course Paul's guides and The publisher's guides all came together and made it happen without being edited. Thank you, Paul. Wish you the best in your workshop coming up in Massachusetts. Joyful blessings, everyone. Bye-bye.